Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, man, that praise, that dance. Oh, man, it was so awesome. If you can help me put in the chat, bless this house. Come on. I want you to put in the chat, bless this house. I believe that the Lord is going to bless our homes. As a matter of fact, he's already started. Hallelujah. I want to take a moment. It gives me great pleasure to be with you today in celebrating these awesome gifts. Oh man, help me bless the Lord for these awesome gifts. Come on, some more hand claps. And you know what I mean? The gifts of Bishop Ed and Carlene Riley. I need y'all to know something. When the Lord, when you saw that, heard that song, Bless This House, I want you to know he has already done it. He's blessed this house, our father's house, with awesome gifts, Bishop Ed and Carlene Riley. And I listen, and I want you to also don't stop your praise. Even though the platform has changed, even though the method has changed, the presence of God has not changed, and the message has not changed. <laughs> Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, whenever we worship like this, I believe it has gives us the opportunity to really show the purity of our worship. Because can you worship when you're at home? Can you praise God when you're at home? Because at home is where it should start. We don't start worshiping and praising God at church. We start at home and we bring it into the house of God. So I believe God is just getting us ready to truly bless our church home because of how we're blessing our home home, the home we live in, the home we sleep in. If you can turn your, oh man, I'm getting excited. If you can turn your home into a sanctuary, how much more will you turn your sanctuary into a sanctuary? Let's, let's get it, y'all. Sometimes sanctuaries are just sanctuaries because the name is on the building. But a sanctuary can't be a sanctuary unless you allow the presence of God to make it a sanctuary. If it's not, if you don't allow the presence of God to make it a sanctuary, it's nothing more than a nice building. Even Jesus went into a building and started turning over tables because they did not hold the sanctity of the sanctuary at heart. They did not bless the essence of the sanctuary. That's right. So again, we thank God for the gifts he has given our church, our father's house. Bishop Ed, Bishop, Bishop Ed Riley, Pastor Carlene Riley, you know, I got to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth today. <laughs> I take a moment to celebrate you. Oh, okay, I'm, I'll pray. Lord, I thank you. 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 In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, oh what? Y'all thought what? Y'all thought we were going to get deeper than that? Come on. It's, how deeper can you get than thank you for these awesome gifts? How deeper than we can we get than thank you for Bishop Ed and Carlene Riley? Come on, y'all. We can say thank you the entire service and still not have enough time left to be thankful for the powerful gifts. Lord, I thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done in these lives. Lord, there are so many souls. I, I'm not done praying. There are so many souls on this live right now that have been impacted. Ugh by the powerful gifts of Bishop Ed and Carlene Riley. Not just them as gifts of human beings, but also gifts on the inside of them, the spiritual gifts they've translated to us, they've put on the inside of us by the laying on of hands. So Father, we pray that you will allow this service to be a blessing to them. Because I believe there's no way you would allow 
these gifts to bless this house and you not bless those gifts. You're not that kind of God. You're not a God that will bless us with these gifts, Bishop Ann and Carlene Riley, and not bless the gifts that you have sent to us. Father, bless these gifts today in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, y'all, the title of my subject today is Good and Perfect Gifts. Good and Perfect Gifts. Y'all, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, matter of fact, no doubt in insight, that Bishop Ed and Carl, Pastor Carlene Riley, they are good and perfect gifts. James chapter 1, verse 17 says it like this. Every good and perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. When I heard that, I thought about Bishop Ed and Pastor Carlene Riley because, see, the Rileys, they are what they are. What you see is what you get. You're not going to get shadow of turning. You're not going to get a sometimey kind of gifts. You're going to get what they have. Such as they have, give us, un give them unto us. Such as they have, give them unto us. They are just those kind of people. And so I want to take a moment to thank you for this opportunity, y'all. I don't plan to be long, but I do plan to be strong because these gifts that God has given us, these good and perfect gifts that God has given us are strong. They're strong, y'all. Thank you, Katrina Barnes, for having me and allowing me to come back again and, and be a blessing to these awesome gifts that have been a blessing to me. Just a quick point of personal preference. I've been blessed to work for Pastor Riley for years. Oh, oh, I know you've heard her say some things and that, that she worked for me and, and worked. No, no, it was the other way around. Let's be real. Pastor Riley, when you were at Mel working at Mellishant with me, I was working for you. <laughs> you were giving me so much knowledge. Yeah, that's why he's smiling. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, you worked for me. You said, do this, Mr. John. You need to do that. That this really would be if you do that. And, and I was taking it and eating it and taking it. Why? Because I know there's wisdom inside of you that I needed for that moment. And so I appreciate that opportunity with all those ministry opportunities that we had together, those exchanges. But I, another thing that blessed me about you, again, y'all, I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach, but I'm preaching them right now. Because what they are are walking sermons. See, it's good for you to give me a sermon, but it's better, better for me if I see you walk as a sermon. I can preach a message called the Bishop Ed and Riley message. Because here's what I love about watching uh, Pastor Riley, Carlene, when she was at my uh, school. I watched her, but every time I would watch her, I would always feel the presence of Bishop Ed Riley. She walked through the building like she was covered, y'all. She walked, she would bounce through the building like he was somewhere watching. I'm like, why are you, is he here? Because <laughs> she would always walk in and she would speak of him. She would talk of him. And, and you know, I, and we'd be talking about lesson plans. And for some reason, it would just end up talking about Bishop Ed Riley. I'm like, what? Now, what does that have to do with? Now, nah, I'm joking. But she would always speak of that because she walked like she was covered. I need y'all to hear that because what you have before you are people that understand the power of covering. Ah, Y'all, remember what it was like when you received your gifts for the first time? Now, now I'm talking about just gifts. Just any type of gifts. Maybe a birthday present. Maybe those Christmas presents. Remember what it was like when you got those, those gifts? And man, how you didn't want to stop looking at it. <laughs> you were careful with it. You polished it. Uh, you didn't throw it around. You know what I'm saying? You just, you celebrated it. Matter of fact, you just like we celebrate right now. Oh, you thought I wasn't going to bring balloons to the celebration? Y'all, this is a different kind of service, y'all. I got balloons for the celebration. That's how we treated our gifts. 
Man, we celebrated our gifts all the time. Man, we treated our gifts like they were gifts. It was new. The gifts you received were new. They were so new, you remember how you got them. They were presented to you with balloons. I mean, it was a celebration sometimes around those gifts at your birthday party. Like today we celebrate these, these awesome cell. I can't celebrate you without balloons, Pastor Riley. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. But listen, and when you got these gifts, you know, you were so in love with these gifts. You were so in tune with these gifts. But over time, you felt like you needed to give these gifts some character. You felt like, uh, you know what? These gifts need to go through some things. So you start protecting it like it used to. You, 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 when you didn't let it get scratched, now you start letting it get scratched. Now you want to see what it can do on its own because you were less attentive to it. I want to help you with something when it comes to your gifts, when it comes to your spiritual gifts, your leaders. The essence of a gift doesn't change because you do. I'll say it one more time. The essence of a, a gift, just because you decide that, hey, it's, it's, I'm familiar with it now, I'm used to it now, people are no longer telling me, oh, you should be blessed to have that gift, or they're no longer congratulating you for your gift. The balloons are starting to go down a little bit. You know, people aren't celebrating like they used to when it comes to your gift. They don't marvel at the gift anymore. Now it's just you and your gift getting to know each other. Now you're just getting used to that gift. And now you become less attentive to it because you become familiar with it. Don't allow your familiarity to cause you to devalue and take for granted the gift that you said saved your life. Don't use your gifts. Oh, you ready for this one. Don't use your gifts to cause you to get over a bad breakup from your last gift. Don't do your gifts. What I'm trying to help you do is I'm trying to help you restore honor. Not that you're not doing that, but I believe if we're going to celebrate that pastoral anniversary at this point, we want to celebrate it while at the same time rising to a new level in how we see our gifts. Don't use your gifts to cause you to give or a bad breakup from your last gift. That's not the essence of your gift. Like if you're, you, less, you left a gift, maybe you're a leader, you left, and you left that gift because you said, hey, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't growing where, where I came from. That, that glass gift didn't, I didn't, didn't grow me. It didn't feed me. I wish my children would tell me they're not growing from the food I'm giving them. How can you tell me you're not growing from the, what I'm saying is this, it's okay if you have the transition, but don't allow the gift that you had before you to be something that you use as a scapegoat. Watch this, because you refuse to allow God to speak to you directly. Sometimes our gifts show us the human side. See, you've been blessed to be able to see sometimes Pastor Ed and Carlene Riley, their humanity. They give us such awesome privileges to allow us to hear them talk real talk, to say they love each other. We get a chance to see their humanity. And sometimes, Bishop Ed and Carlin Riley, sometimes uh, we look at your humanity, and if we're not careful, we'll see you as human, and then we'll think that because you're human, oh, man, maybe they're not as gifted as we thought they were because we get to see their humanity, because we see them cry, because we see them say, I'm hurting. I don't want you to feel like you got to protect and hide your feelings because people want to make you feel like if you show it, you're not, you're not of God. If you show weakness, if you show a tear. Now, as a matter of fact, people that are, that are listening and watching right now, when your gifts, when your leaders, when they show your humanity, you need to praise God because they're now showing you that without God, I am nothing. If my leaders show me that they are nothing without God, that's a great example for me to know that I am nothing without God. Do not allow your leaders to be a replacement for the God you need to know for yourself. Do not allow your leaders to be a replacement. That is the toughest way 
And that's one of the greatest ways why so many leaders leave the pulpit. While so many leaders, they leave the ministry because they the leaders have felt like, you know what, the people see me as God, so I got to be in this God place. That is not the Rileys. But I want you not to see them as that because the Rileys have been teaching you how to go to God for yourself. If you try to use them as God, you can deplete your gifts. When you should be reaching out to God and sometimes you're reaching out to them, they don't mind being the liaison. They don't mind being the intercessor. That is good. But I want you to know that when they have taught you something, I want you to show them that you know how to apply what you've learned. That is the greatest way to celebrate a gift. Yes, give them balloons. Yes, tell them how awesome they are. Tell them how phenomenal they are. Man, and shower them with love. Tell them those are good moments. But if you really want to celebrate a gift, apply what you learned. If you really want to celebrate their gifts, let them see a return on their investment. Starlet, come get me. I'm on fire because I'm I'm burning inside of me because I believe that sometimes we don't build capacity. I believe sometimes we don't allow our leaders to grow because we keep using them at the same level in which we met them. We keep using them at the same level. And so we won't let them move where they need to go. See, there is so much more that your leaders have. Now, again, it's not a rebuke at all, but there's so much more that your leaders have. But if we keep trying to use them at the same level in which we met them, if they got to keep bailing us out of jail, if they got to keep bailing us out of stuff that we have already heard lessons and sermons off of, then we won't ever allow them to go where they're supposed to go. Watch this. So we can go where we're supposed to go. I like that. Somebody said the focus is on God. Again, I want to make this point very clear. Stop using gifts as a scapegoat from you dealing with and knowing God for yourselves. Again, I celebrate Bishop Ed and Pastor Carl Renning Riley. When I hear the good and perfect gift, you might ask, okay, we're celebrating good and perfect gifts. If I had to ask myself and I look at the couple of the Rileys, which one is good and which one is perfect? (laughs) They probably look at each other now, you good, I'm perfect, you good. They're probably saying neither one of us. I'll tell you this, Pastor uh, Riley. And Bishop Riley, both of you are. Both of you are good and perfect gifts. Both of you hold up a standard that is good and perfect. And here's why. I brought some gifts with me today. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, you can't talk about gifts and not having them. You know what I'm saying? So I, I brought some gifts, okay? And, and I was looking at the gifts and I noticed how beautiful these gifts were. And so y'all, like any gift, I got to unwrap it. I got to unwrap the gift, y'all. I got to unwrap the gift. So when I opened up this gift, man, I, I was I was so in, intrigued by the wrapping, it attracted me to what may be on the inside. So y'all, I started going on the inside. And I I got I got to tear the box open. I got to get to the gift. Oh my gosh! And I cut. I get the what? There's no way this gift is for me. As beautiful as the wrapping is. Starlet, this must be for you. Even though it had my name on it, or I thought it had my name on it because it was right near me, it's not mine. Y'all, can I help you with something? I know sometimes you may admire the wrapping on other gifts, but can I help you with something? Every gift is not for you. Just because it looks good, just because you might want the wrapping, just because you're attracted to it, doesn't mean it's for you. So when you hear good and perfect gifts, I want you to know it's good and perfect for you. See, Bishop Ed and Pastor Carlene Riley are good and perfect gifts for us. Sure, I might look at the wrapping on another gift and say, man, I, I like that wrapping. But I don't ever want you to compare your gifts to somebody else's gifts and be attracted to want to unwrap that gift 
and then find out that that gift was never meant for you. It's not yours. Oh, it's good, but let me walk around with this. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we don't even go there. All right, every gift is not for you. All right, okay, I ain't done yet. Okay, sorry, they got me, Pastor Riley, Bishop Riley, they got me another gift. All right, this gotta be it here. All right, because I, I know this is the one. I, I know this is the one. Oh my gosh, I covered it so much, and look what this is. Nothing on the inside. You better be careful. You better be careful allowing your eyes to start looking at other gifts. You better be careful because sometimes the wrapping is good, but there's nothing on the inside. I love Bishop Ed and Pastor Carlene Raleigh so much because they taught me this. It's good to have gifts that cover, that have a good covering, but it's better to have gifts that have a good feeling on the inside. Look at your neighbor and say, I want a gift that can cover me and fill me. Uh, uh, listen, I don't want just a covering. I want a feeling. I need you to know that the gifts you have before you are more. Yeah, they look good. Yeah, they are. They'll wrap very well. But a good and perfect gift is a gift that can cover me and a gift that can fill me. Sometimes we go after the covering so much or we go after the wrapping so much that when we get to that place and we left where we where, where what was good for us. I, let me say it one more time. We left what was good for us. And because we left what was good for us to go at what we thought was good to look at when we got there, they had nothing to give us because all they had was what we saw. In this season, like never before, I want you to pull on the gifts that can fill you and not just give you something that sounds good. Sometimes rap gifts you admire only offer you that covering, but it can never give you a feeling. Just because you're used to a gift doesn't mean you got to take away from the uniqueness of your gift. So as I wrap up, y'all, I want to wrap up with two points of a gift. Now I'm going to go between gifts of men that come from God and gifts of men that come to you through men. Here we go. The purpose of good and perfect gifts. First Timothy 4.14. You don't have to put this on the screen, but I want you to say this part. I want you to hear this. Neglect not the gift that was given thee by the prophecy with the laying on of hands. I need you to know that the gifts that have been placed on the inside of you are also gifts that you can't take for granted as well. So the purpose of a gift, let's go to Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Let me help you with something. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. I want you to pull that up. I need you to see something about gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank y'all so much. I'm gonna read it from here. And he gave some apostles, ah, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. I want you to see this now. For the what? Perfecting of the saints, good and perfect gifts. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Let's go. Till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, until a what? Perfect man. Until the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I want y'all to hear that. Let's keep going. That we henceforth no more be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Let's keep going. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in, unto him all things in which is the head, even Christ from whom the whole body fitly joined together. I need you to understand why you have gifts, y'all. Mm. 
compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to, watch this, the effectual working in the measure of every part. Let's stop right there. Listen, I need you to understand the reason why you have good and perfect gifts. As beautiful as these gifts are, as phenomenal as these gifts are, I need you to know, and, and you're going to, when you hear this, you probably want to cover them just a little bit more. You'll probably value them just a little bit more. And here's why. Gifts can be people and gifts can be possessions. We just saw that today throughout my message already. You've already heard. Gifts can be people and they can be possessions. They both cost you nothing to receive, but you pay a price to steward. I say it like this. You pay a price on how you treat the gift and you pay a price on the way you treat the gift. Ah, did y'all hear me y'all? You pay a price on how you treat the gift, but you also pay a price on the way you treat the gift. Meaning your gift, when it's given to you, you got to show God, watch this. I want that. I need that. See, what, what, what kind of marriage would I have with my wife if once I received her as my gift, as my good thing that, that God has given favor because of, what kind of man of God would I be if I didn't constantly show her and show God how much I, I need this gift, how much I value this gift? But again, going back to the purpose of the gift, you heard what it said. The purpose of the gift is to unify the body. See, the perfect of a gift is not just do what we're doing today. Today, we're helping to restore honor and bless the gift so the gift can know that we appreciate our gifts, our leaders. But let's, let's go deeper. The purpose of our gifts simply is to make sure that we are unifying as a body, that we are being reconciled one to another as a body. And you heard the word, that we are supplying each other. The purpose of gifts are to help you discover the gifts on the inside of you. I say it again. The purpose of these gifts are to help you discover the gifts inside of you. You got we got to. Why? Because if you saw the word, it said each joint supplieth. Ah, gifts help the body operate as a fully functional body of Christ. Each joint supplieth. Gifts help each joint in the body. See, we're members of one body. And as a member, you are a joint in the body. You help connect the body together. But here's what happens. If we don't have gifts like Pastor Colleen Riley, like Bishop Ed Riley, if we don't have gifts that teach us, oh, watch this, how to use our gifts, how to supply our gifts one to another, here's what happens. You'll start being gifts in competition with each, with each other. I'll say it again. You'll start being gifts in competition with each other. What does that look like? I'll tell you. A joint that is in competition with another joint starts to rub each other the wrong way. My question is this. Are you a joint that's supplying the gift? Are you a joint that's rubbing your gifts the wrong way? Because gifts and joints that rub each other the wrong way is causing what happens in the natural body. What happens in the natural body if you have joints rubbing each other the wrong way? It's called arthritis. Are you a gift that is wearing other gifts down? Are you a gift that is supporting and building other gifts up? Each joint supplieth. If you're not supplying the gift, you are taken away from the gift. That is arthritis. You are causing arthritis in the body of Christ. And the body of Christ doesn't get arthritis. The body of Christ is healed. The body of Christ has peace. The body of Christ does not compete because I can't compete with my body. And these gifts help you unify so you can build each other up. Again, that's the purpose of good and perfect gifts. 
but the power of good and perfect gifts. Listen, when you hear it good and perfect, I need you to understand why it is good and why it is perfect. Let's go back to Romans 12. That tells us that we may prove what is that good, acceptable, and what? Perfect will of God. See, it's one thing to be good, but there's another thing to be perfect. So you might say, well, good and perfect, that's the kind of synonym. Nah, they're not quite synonyms. Let me help you with something. Bishop Ed and Colleen Raleigh, they are great chefs. Now, Bishop Ed might say, no, my wife is a chef. Well, I've heard, I've had their cooking. Pastor Riley can throw down. Now, Pastor Riley, I'm not putting you on the spot, but I'm willing to believe that sometimes you cooked a dish that may not have looked good, but it sure tasted good. All right, maybe you're not you. Okay, I'll talk about myself. Y'all, I made some gifts in this house that looked that, that were, that were, look terrible. I made dishes in this house that you would think that nobody should eat something like that. I'm just being honest. But when you put your spoon into it and you put it in your mouth, it tasted delicious. What am I saying? Sometimes gifts can be good, but they still need to be perfected. What am I saying? When you have a good and a perfect gift, you have a gift that's acceptable and a gift that is full in stature, that is perfect in every way. That means there is no shadow of turning. There's nothing. See, God has blessed you with good and perfect gifts. See, my, my, my dish was good, but it needed some help on how it looked, on how it was presented. It needed some help on being perfected. And God has given you gifts that will help you not just make your gift acceptable, but make your gift perfect meaning make it mature, make it full in stature, make it something that not only can uh, be something that people marvel at, but watch this, a gift that produces other gifts. When you have a good and a perfect gift, you have a gift that's perfect at making good gifts because you can't have a good gift without a perfect gift. Well, what does a perfect gift do? Ah, oh, man, a perfect gift, the power of a perfect gift is this. Rome, Proverbs 18, 16 says this, a gift maketh room for him and bringeth him, watch this, before great men. A man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. What does the power of a gift do? A power of a gift and a perfect gift, it makes room. Sometimes you might be spending money to go places your gift will get you into without pain. I'll say it like this. You might have a gift of a friendship where your, your gift of talking or singing can get you in places that your money won't have to get you into. How many of you might be spending money on things your gift can get you into? I'm sure the cultures with their gifts of doing hair, their gifts of all the things they do in ministry, I'm sure they have gifts that have allowed them to be brought before great men, men that they would have never think they would be able to meet had it not been for the gifts that God has given them. I'll say it like this. Uh, how about favor? Y'all, you have gifts that when you go around and you name drop them, it might get you into open doors. I can't, I, okay, I'm going to go ahead and confess, Pastor Riley, Bishop Riley. I've used your name, y'all. I have. I got to admit it. I have gone places and I've said your names and it's gotten me favor with certain people. Mm-hmm. If, if I name drop you, if people smile or they stand up a little more, they take me seriously, especially when you're working with me, Pastor Riley. And I would say, yeah, you know, um, past, uh, Pastor Carlene, Mrs. Carlene Riley uh, uh, works with us. Oh, you know, because, you know, people used to fight over you when we wanted you to come work in our schools or, or Bishop. I know Bishop Ed Riley. 
You do. Then they start going places. What am I saying? Do not take for granted the fact that you have gifts. You have leaders that if you say their name around places, favor follows you. Some people you can name drop. It's a gift for you. But some others you can name drop. <laughs> you know where I'm going. It can cause some problems for you. I have a question for you. Are your names name droppable? <laughs> Are your gifts name droppable? What do people say when they can drop your name? Does it give people favor or cause people to run away? <laughs> are you a gift that makes room for others or are you a stiff that takes room for others? Ah, Are you a gift that makes room or a gift that takes room? Our leaders have been leaders that have helped make room. They made room for you with God. Some of them have made room for you with resources. Let's be real. The gifts that they have, let's just be natural. They've been able to attract resources for the community that have not just blessed this house, but have blessed so many houses. Your gifts make room. The power of a gift is to make room. The power of a gift is to enlarge territory. What are you supplying to the body? You're gifted too. There are gifts on the inside of you. Pastor Riley, Bishop Ed, and Colleen Riley, they help you discover the gifts in you so you can make room for others, so you can make room for yourselves. I name drop these two all the time <laughs> without concern of wondering if it's going to cause repercussions for myself. There's some people I'll never name drop because if you do, people look at you like, oh, oh, oh you do. And, and they might not want to hang with you. Y'all, that's called grace. I want you to avoid the arrogance. You don't have to go here, but uh, in 1 Peter 4, it talks about receiving and the way you have received is the way you should give when it comes to your gifts. Y'all, can I help you with something? These gifts, these gifts that God has given us in the persons of Bishop Ed and Carleen Riley, these gifts that's been given to us are gifts that we didn't pay for. Our gifts that at our darkest hour, God gave them to us and look where we are today, being blessed as a result of it. How dangerous would it be how disgusting would it be? Let me say it like that. How disgusting it would be if we took these gifts and became arrogant with it as if these gifts are gifts we always had all along. Don't be arrogant. I talk about it all the time when I go places, especially when I'm preaching at my church and I'm talking about the importance of not allowing ourselves to be spoiled with the gifts, watch this, that people all over the nation want. Even my pastor, Apostle Wall. They're, they're, people want him all over the nation. People ask for him all over the nation. How silly it would be for the world to ask for our leaders, but the people that we serve every day barely want to talk to us, barely want to receive from us, barely apply what we learn. You want to really honor these gifts, these good and perfect gifts. Treat them the way you got them when you first received them. Treat them like they were when you first couldn't wait to get to them. I want you to restore honor back to the good and perfect gifts that God has given you. Y'all, as I wrap up, the best way, I think the best way to end this is to save the best for last. The ultimate good and perfect gift is salvation. <laughs> Just so we don't get spoiled and arrogant, understand this. I hope I don't hurt you with this one, uh, but I, it did hurt me until I, I had to grow into this. The greatest gift you can ever receive, the greatest gift you have ever received is the gift of salvation. There is no greater gift than, than God can God give us than giving us his son. We won't get better than that. Let me help you with that now. If you're trying to keep going for the greater, for those of you who have these aspirations and you want to go far in life, I'm going to tell you, some of you probably aren't as far as you want to go because you have not properly 
recognize, honor, and receive the gifts that he's already given you. See, we're used to having to earn a place or get promoted. And we're used to having this track where we got to get to a place and hide. But let me tell you how God, what God did. <laughs> what God did was he did what schools don't do. Give you an honor award, give you an honor roll before you would do the work to get the reward. <laughs> he did what, what colleges don't do. Give you a degree after you've done the work. Nah, what God did was he gave you his best first. And then he said, now we're going to work from here. <laughs> he gave us his greatest son first. And then say, now we're going to work from here to help us understand and realize that nothing you can do to earn the gift that I've already given you. There's nothing you can do that can work for. So don't traditionalize what is not traditional. Don't familiarize what can't be familiar. Do not normalize what is not normal. What am I saying? Don't allow the gift that God has given you at the person of this son, Jesus Christ, to be something that you feel like is a, a first step to getting the big house. The first step to being able to prophesy. The first step to being on, be able to lay hands and they recover. Nah, not at all. Mm -mm, mm. There's no greater gift that you'll receive than the gift of Jesus Christ. So let us pray. Because I believe that there's some that are watching and that are going to watch right now that need to understand two things. First, you need to understand that there's no way you can have access to eternal life, the gift of salvation, without receiving the gift of the Son. And then I want to speak, we're going to pray over people that also need to understand that there's no, God is not giving you that greatest thing you are going after until you recognize you already got the greatest thing you could ever receive, the greatest gift you can ever have, until you understand how to properly steward and appreciate and value what you already have. So right now, those who need to turn their lives over to the Lord, those who need to return to their first love, I want you to pray with me. If you have not given your life over to the Lord, if there's a separation between you and God right now and these gifts that God has given to us are help and designed to get us close to the Lord, I want to help you with meeting the Lord for, for the first time for some of you. And for those who want to rededicate, we're going to pray for you as well. Say, Lord, thank you for choosing me. Say, thank you for allowing me to realize that without the son, I will never be able to value any other gift. Forgive me for everything that I've said, everything that I've done, everything that I've thought that went against your will. I can't live without your son in me. So will you come into my heart, be my Lord and be my savior and I will live for you? Will you fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I have the power to live for you in Jesus name? And now those who want to be rededicated say, Lord, forgive me for turning away. Forgive me for going after other gifts that had nothing to offer me. Other gifts that couldn't fill me. It allowed me to leave you and what was good <laughs> for me. But I'm back, Lord. Will you receive me? Because you never left me. It was me who left you. But I'm here now, God. By the grace you've given me to receive you again, will you come into my heart as I rededicate you, as I rededicate my life back to you? In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are his. <laughs> the greatest gift is his son. I don't know if you can make this dual screen again, but I want to speak a word over the Rileys right now. If you can make the dual screen again. Um, if not, I'm going to go ahead and go forth and speak. There, there we go. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to, if you can, those who are at home or and those in the cultures right there, stretch your hands toward these awesome leaders right now. Now, in no way am I saying you are depleted. In no way am I saying that you are, are running on fumes. What I am saying is this. Strength is needed for you and the gifts on the inside of you. The Lord is going to restore and renew all the things on the inside of you. The new things you have learned in this season are because of the new things he will do through you in the seasons. I need you to know that there, your gift is not nearing its expiration date, not at all. Your gifts are actually needed now more than ever. The, re the reason why you may have felt like your gifts were on a downward slope, it was all because God is doing a new thing in you and the old thing is passing away. The reason why you may have felt like, so why you may have felt like uh, things are dying or, or things aren't, or, or maybe I'm not going where I, where I thought I was going. Nah, the reason why is God is shifting you. He's shifting you to a new place. He's shifting you now because he wants you to know this. And that's why I preach the word like I preached it, because he wants you to know that not only is the local body needed in need of you right now, but there is a national calling. There is something that is above that is what we have not seen yet that is that needs you. And that's why you've gone through the challenge you've gone through, not because God was trying to take anything from you, but because God was trying to put more in you. Your best days, I know you heard it before as a cliche, but I'm saying this from the oracles of God. Your best days are not behind you. They are before you. So right now, Lord, I release strength upon them right now, God. I thank you for restoration. That's the word you gave me for them. You gave me that word this morning. You said restoration. If I said nothing else, Lord God, I speak restoration upon them right now. I speak a renewal upon them right now. Ah, Yabancho, God, I speak a refreshing upon them right now. Father, restore what was lost, Father. Restore what has been broken down, Lord God, spiritually, Lord God, mentally right now, Lord God, even physically right now. Father, I pray you do the miracle, Lord God. What they have allowed for others to receive, Father, I pray you give it back to them in double portion until it overflows, Lord. Overflow right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Listen, I love you all so much. Our Father's house, I love y'all so much. Pastor Riley, I love you so much. Bishop Ed Riley, you've always been an example of a mighty man of God, not just in word, not just in preaching, but in the way you walk, sir, the way you talk, sir. Some of us who didn't have father figures growing up, every time we see examples like that, they minister to places in our lives that you will never know that we're receiving. So every time I see you, I'm receiving from you. And I thank you, man of God, for all you poured into my life and into my family's life. And Pastor Raleigh, thank you for always pushing me. Thank you for always pouring into me speaking word to me, saying things to me that some people might feel like I don't need to hear. And you always know I need to hear them. Always telling me to watch out. Always telling me to uh, to know my surroundings. You say things to me that others probably just think, they think I just don't need to know. I don't need to hear. 
and you're always giving me the word from the Lord straight, not concerned about how I take it. <laughs> you just give it. And I love y'all uh, both so much. Thank you. Coaches, I love y'all. Katrina, thanks for having me. You all be blessed in Jesus' name. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.